0: Hello, my name is Mary, and welcome back to our 28th episode of the World of Heritage podcast. Wow, 28 episodes already. This podcast originally started out as part of Nilofar and Stephanie's study project. And look where we're at now. New crew, new guests, and still going strong. So, Stephanie, who do we have on this
1: week? This week we have with us Ivan Alexandrov. He is originally from Borovichi in Russia near St. Petersburg and he studied his bachelor's in both Germany and Finland as part of a dual degree with a focus on international tourism management and hotel restaurant and tourism management. Throughout his studies he worked as an international event coordinator with sister cities organization Borovichi, Binghamton, then in the front office management in Spain Afterwards, he had the opportunity to work in Solo Sokos Hotel Palace Bridge Five in St. Petersburg as a FIFA coordinator and guest relations manager before pursuing a master's in World Heritage Studies at the BTU. That's why he is here with us today. Currently in his fourth semester, he's working as a project assistant for the Managing Director for Media Ost Events and Communication in Germany. Welcome, Ivan. It's great to have you here. How are you today?
2: Hello and hello, everyone. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. It's really a pleasure and pride Mm -hmm. for myself as well. And I'm pretty fine now, almost dying because of heat in St. Petersburg, Russia. It's plus 35. It's so unusual here. But anyway, we are trying to enjoy it.
1: (laughs) Oh no, but I think Mary has the same issues. They had the same issues the last couple of days, right? Mary in Berlin, it was pretty hot too.
0: It's still so. as hot. It's still <laughs> as hot and it's probably going to keep on being hot. So,
1: oh no. Oh, yeah. well, okay. So, Um. yeah, nice to have you with us. So, what made you decide to study tourism management for your bachelor's, Ivan?
2: So, I have. Always been fascinated by different cultures and tr- uh, trips and travels around the world. I guess I started to travel with my mother when I was around maybe six already. So, and having seen so many cultures, so many countries, cities, and so on and so forth, I actually understood that really, yeah, I liked it. So, I decided to, uh, to study it, let's say, in greater details. And as Finland was really, really close to St. Petersburg, so it was around like three hours by car and it offered a really cool degree program in international tourism management, so in hotel restaurant and tourism management, I decided to apply for this program and luckily I was admitted to it.
0: So you did a double degree in international tourism management in Germany. Did you always want to travel to Germany and what was the program like?
2: Um, actually, I didn't want to. I mean, I, had, I have not dreamt about it, but uh, since it was the first double degree, let's say, year with my university in Finland and in Germany, so before we were only, let's say, uh, communicating as part of the exchange exchange studies, but it was, let's say, the, I was the first one to complete a dual degree there. So and uh, my, my group coordinator just, in, uh, let's say, invited me or offered me this opportunity to complete it. So um, I, of course, I happily <laughs> accepted this offer. Yeah. So it was pretty cool, but I would say compared to Finland, uh, the studies were much harder in Germany. They were more academic. Let's say in Finland, we were studying, let's say, bar, bar issues, like how to make cocktails, how to cook fancy dishes, how to deal with banquets and so on and so forth so of course like from slightly academic perspective but more from a practical point of view yeah let's say working in real bars, restaurants and hotels but in germany it was much more academic so we studied let's say microeconomics we studied finances in greater details trade and payments so on and so forth so for me it was much harder but anyway it was really well it was fantastic of course
1: as well as studying tourism management, you kind of already mentioned a few points, but we would like to know what your experience was working in the tourism sector in the event planning guest relations department in Spain and Russia.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Spain, I completed first thing completed my internship, so it was around nine months altogether and then I was offered a contract. So I worked uh, for two summers, I worked as a receptionist at the uh, four-star hotel near Barcelona. So it was, uh, I guess, a city which was you know, and is known for, uh, for its clubs. So it's called uh, Llore de Mar, yeah, it's near Barcelona Costa Brava. And it was a fantastic experience because I learned, first of all, I learned Spanish there. Before I came there, I didn't, I didn't know a word in Spanish, but I was simply put at the reception saying, okay, now you must communicate to the guests in Spanish. And especially imagine this old, uh, elder people, yeah, who don't know English. For me, it was, of course, for maybe first three weeks, it was, a fir- uh, it was, of course, a culture shock because I was forced to learn, but I don't know what happened to me, but I learned Spanish within actually two months. After two months of working there, I started to speak Spanish fluently and even with accent, as many people say. <laughs> so it was, I, I'm really thankful uh, to Spain for this experience. It was really nice. I understood how everything works in real life, especially in a hotel with, uh, with a really high gas flow when you have... I don't know, 200 checkouts and check-ins daily, and everything works so fast, you have to communicate in five languages, because the hotel was full of guests from France, from Germany, from Spain, of course, from from Portugal, from Russia, from Italy, so everywhere in the globe, and it was fantastic. Afterwards, when I came back to Russia for one year, I decided to work uh, as a guest relation manager in a five-star hotel, it was a Finnish chain, so uh, it was kind of easy for me to get used to the culture because uh, working culture was close to Finland. Yeah, and uh, during that time, I also uh, I was also let's say nominated as a, yeah, a FIFA uh, coordinator because uh, during this World Cup, uh, guests and actually teams, yeah, uh, teams from all around the world lived in our hotel. Uh, we I I'm so bad at football so I don't remember the teams. It was kind of a German team, I guess, who lived in a hotel or Argentinian team. I don't know really, I don't remember, but I remember one day when the team arrived we were um, we were guided with the police to the hotel to the place of work because uh, the uh, the place around our hotel was surrounded by fans who were really screaming and yelling all around just to well to uh, to meet the the team players so it was really cool but since I'm not a fan of football for me it was just yeah okay just one more day of work <laughs> with lots of stress so it was good but afterwards I. I worked as a guest relations manager, senior guest relations manager in a hotel. It was really fantastic experience because I like it. I like this field. And for me, it was just a chance to, to enjoy what I do.
0: Sounds busy, hectic, and amazing. So as well as having to learn Spanish and, learn, and you know, Russian and English, you also speak French. And I'm assuming you speak Finnish as well or know a little bit of Finnish?
2: Um. While with Finnish, I, my experience is not as happy as with German and Spanish, because Finnish is a completely, let's say, different way of understanding the world. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not similar to any other languages that I know or that I heard. So it has a completely different structure, different way of pronunciation and learning. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I don't know, of course, I studied uh, Finnish during my uh, bachelor, but now actually just flew out of my mind so i don't i don't remember a word in spanish so i could say like basic mina in ivan yeah i am ivan yeah my name is ivan or i'm something years old yes i could yeah but other than that it's really difficult because i understood that i didn't want to live in finland for my life yeah during my life so i maybe my mind just told me like no if you don't if you're not going to live there, if you're not going to use this language maybe uh it it makes no sense to learn it or maybe to remember it.
0: Speaking of language though, you had a chance to speak on the languages and intercultural issues at the Forum on European Cultures in Amsterdam. Um, What was that like and can you tell us a bit about that?
2: Uh, Sure, so last year I I was invited to take part in this uh, International Forum on European Cultures in, in Amsterdam. So it was a really fantastic day. We had uh, a two day round with lots of guests on around the globe. Unfortunately, because of Corona also offline, but some, some people uh, managed to come to Amsterdam like me. So we were talking about the importance of languages and how to adapt them to, to, uh, to the changing of, of culture of the world. So about how to make using the language more inclusive how to deal with people who don't understand, for example, English, yeah, especially from uh, migrants' backgrounds. So how to, let's say, how to make the languages work for people, yeah? It was, it was really nice and interesting because we exchanged lots of ideas uh, from different cultural backgrounds and uh, institutions as well. And it was, I, I got a lot from it because uh, people were speaking from a different perspective. And it was just fantastic, really.
1: Okay, so we are actually almost done with the first part already. Thanks so much. Um, We have one last question, though. I remember you mentioned that you love writing also. What sort of writing do you do? Uh, I
2: mostly write for myself. It's just, let's say, short posts about everything which I observe, which I watch in my daily life. So just basic issues like... Love. What is love? What is friendship? Maybe I just came uh, come across a person who is sitting on a bench and thinking about anything, and I create a post in my mind, which I just share with other people on Instagram. Uh, but basically, when I travel too, I like to write about what I see, what I feel, what I eat. But it's mostly let's say daily posts about about really everything. Yeah, so there is no particular topic which I focus on more or less it's just everything which comes to my mind but nowadays probably I don't write that much compared that I used to
1: that sounds amazing really I'm so jealous <laughs> thanks so much for your answers. it's great to hear about your adventures traveling and working in tourism and also your experience with the FIFA we're going to take a short break now so stay tuned for more back to
0: part two. So you had a chance to come to Germany before. Did that have an influence on you when you were looking to, um, for a master's program or did you have any other institutions in mind when you were looking?
2: Uh, basically, Germany has influenced my decision a lot because I understood it was my country actually. So I felt really, I would say safe, comfortable, convenient in Germany. So during my uh, dual degree there, and I decided, yeah, really, it's a country I want to study in, I want to live in, I want to work in, because I know just it's re- uh I felt that we had a connection between <laughs> me and Germany, so I decided, yes, definitely, if I want to do my masters, I want to do it only in Germany. Yeah, that's why afterwards I started to uh, look for the master programs, and that's how I found out about BTU
1: and World Heritage Studies there. When you were studying in Germany for your dual degree, you were mainly based in the western side of the country, right? What was it like moving to Cottbus in comparison to the last time you lived in Germany?
2: Well, it is really an interesting question because I tell the truth. I did not notice any differences. Like really, I I know that many people tell that yes, there is such a huge difference between western and eastern part of Germany, but from my perspective, I didn't notice any really. So everything is the same. So cutest uh, towns and cities, wonderful streets, uh, coffee in the central squares, just the same. So for me. Um, there is no difference between these parts of the cities, of, of the country, sorry, but Labrücken, mm, so that was the city where I studied in, uh, I would say uh, it's as cute as Cottbus is. So for me, like really, I just moved, let's say, from one part of the city to another. <laughs> so for me, yeah, really no difference.
0: Speaking of Kotlis, is there a favorite place you like to go to or a must-see place um, that you'd recommend to anyone visiting Kotlis or to anyone currently living in there?
2: Uh, well, I'm afraid of being, I don't know, like a little basic or <laughs> obvious, but definitely the central square, yeah, the central square, or with lots of cafes, restaurants, uh, there you really feel the, oh, the, the city, maybe the vibes of the city, and sit there with a cup of coffee, I don't know, reading a book or just writing a post, who knows? Yeah, Or speaking to your friends. I would say for me, it's my appreciation of Germany, my way of seeing how, let's say, golden old Europe should look like. And for me, it's really the best place to visit.
1: So putting the pandemic aside, were you able to do much traveling in Germany during your dual degree or when you started your studies in Karlsruhe? Do you have a favorite city or place you'd recommend to visit in Germany?
2: Um, yes and no. Yeah, I traveled quite a lot, but it was just big cities like Berlin, Frankfurt, Munich, and what else? Leipzig, no, for example. So I enjoyed traveling around Germany, definitely. But my favorite place, <laughs> my favorite place, which I don't know the name of, um, it's, uh, it's near Munich. It's the city, a town, maybe a village close to Neu- Neuschweinstein castle. And I don't remember the name. I told the truth, but I just like the place. That's where we arrived by train to, uh, to go to the castle. But yes, castle is fantastic, but it didn't make such a great impression as a city nearby. Yeah, because I remember everything that was there with lots of cutest streets, cafes, restaurants. And there, I remember that I have eaten the most delicious salad in my life, really. I I don't remember what it was like, but it was really delicious and fantastic. So for me, it's the best place to visit in Germany. But. I don't remember its name sorry
0: i don't know if Stephanie would know where it is being from Munich or that area
1: um is it Spangau is it called Spangau or Füssen
2: yes exactly yes the the (laughs) second one yes
1: Füssen okay
2: (laughs) now i know where it's (laughs) going
1: well it i haven't i haven't been to Füssen actually i have been to Schwangau and have visited obviously the, the castle itself, but never with So that's probably one place I have to see then if you recommend it so badly.
2: Definitely did. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> you mentioned food earlier. So how do you find German food actually in comparison to Russian food?
2: I would say that's really similar. Yeah, so I didn't have a culture shock when I started to eat German food. For me, it's really similar to what we uh, used to eating in Russia. So lots of potatoes, definitely lots of cabbage as well, meat too. So for me, it's the same. So really, I enjoy it. I don't, I don't have, let's say, a particular dish, which I like a lot. Yeah, but anyway, I always eat a displeasure German food. So, because it's so similar to Russian food, and it's really good, tasty, and delicious, of course. But I haven't tried—I haven't tried asparagus, not yet. Maybe next year. I always wanted to, so that's my let's say—that's uh, uh, my point into the list in Germany for the next year.
0: Yes, you have to try the asparagus. That's the effort, that's the important thing to try. Yeah. So thank you for that, Yvonne. We'll be back in a few moments before continuing on with the interview. So listeners, stay tuned.
1: Welcome back to the third and final part of our interview with our guest, Ivan. So you started your master's before the pandemic in 2019, correct? Yes. Yeah. So what was it like switching from in-person to online learning? and what were, your, what were your biggest challenges in this context?
2: Oh, yes, so the pandemic really hit us all and also I uh, was studying progress and studying plans. For me, it's, it was such a huge challenge, I would say, because I really hate studying online, really. Of course, I understand that yes, it has so many advantages, like you can be wherever you wish and do whatever you want, definitely, but I miss, I don't know, the feeling of studying, yeah. because I don't I don't like just sitting in front of my computer and speak to, any, uh, to anyone with their cameras off, because I'm just at home, I could do whatever I want, I could, I don't know, cook food, uh, at the same time talk to my friends on WhatsApp and, and so on and so forth, so for me, I really miss the feeling being in a class, just really taking notes listening to the teachers, seeing the projector and uh, their slides and doing, let's say, being a proper student. Yeah, and unfortunately with uh, with online studying, it's really a challenge for me. I would say that for me, the biggest part is a motivation because I cannot motivate myself to study uh, because I don't know because I'm, I'm so easily distracted by other factors. Really, if I want to eat, I just go and eat. If I want a cocktail, i just make a cocktail and sit back. So if I want to make a call to my mother, I will do it. So the motivation to study and to learn something when sitting online is the biggest issue for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. The motivation is it's hard to do on an online setting. So Yvonne, what has been one of your favorite classes so far and why, and would you recommend it to other students?
2: Uh, Well, talking about my favorite classes, I would say it is definitely archeology, span which I had last semester. Uh, It was really good because uh yes i enjoyed a lot other classes in management but since i studied lots of managing management classes during my bachelor's so i wanted to try something really new which i had not known about so that's why i chose archaeology and it was really nice i liked the way that the professor presented it so we had lots of interactive lessons lots of interactive stuff and it was really really good so of course she didn't bomb us with uh, lots of i don't know details and so on so forth she just gave us really brief information about archaeology how it works why it works what for it works and it was really it was really nice so i would highly recommend it to anyone who wants to learn of course personally for ourselves yeah about archaeology and really and who had not studied it before definitely because for people who had some experience with archaeology i would say it could be a little bit boring yeah because it's really basic basics but it's really really good nevertheless
0: you made the archaeologist in
1: the room really happy with
2: that answer
1: probably And I can understand what you're saying because I studied also tourism for my undergrad and I feel like my architecture classes are way more interesting, even though I love the management courses. But as you said, because we studied it before, it's kind of like, yeah, just something different.
2: So yeah, exactly the same way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Different
2: backgrounds. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So do you have any plans for the rest of the summer semester? And what do you hope to do in the next semester are you planning on doing your thesis or do you need to take other courses
2: so i don't know yet yes because life is uh, is changing so quickly so i don't know yet definitely but i would work i would co- i will come back to berlin in the beginning at the beginning of uh, july and then i will be probably finishing my courses and afterwards i have no idea since i have my work uh, in Berlin too. so I will work there probably and think of my thesis and tell you the truth. I have no idea what I will write about. I want to connect it somehow to PR, to storytelling, to management. but what it would be what it would be looking like uh, finally still not known. So maybe I need some time for inspiration to come. Who knows?
0: No, understandable. Um, But apart from the thesis, which we all we know you will get done, we all will get past the thesis at some point. Do you have any plans for after your graduation? Do you plan on staying in Germany or do you want to travel more?
2: So now I'm actually in two minds about it. So on the one hand, I'd like to continue studying. So I'd like to complete my PhD in Germany I don't know what it would be in BTU or somewhere else so I don't know because I like studying I like to to be a professor I just come into the room like students hello I'm your new professor of something that's really what I like. Yeah. Uh, on, on the other hand, I'd like to continue working as an uh, event coordinator, uh, as a project manager, because that's really what I like. So I like this, well, <laughs> cows first. And then when you have the end product, let's say uh, happy people, fantastic project, wonderful feedbacks. That's what I like, too. So I maybe need a gap of six months just to see to travel and to think what I want to do in my future. Yeah, so for now, no solid plans. Of course, I understand that if someone invites me, let's say, Ivan, please come to to Madrid or to Barcelona, to Rome, uh, you will be given a position as an event coordinator there. Of course, I will just go, definitely, yeah. But for now, still, um, well, I need some time to think about it.
0: So for our final, final question, what is your favorite World Heritage site?
2: I would be really obvious St. Petersburg, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) It's really recommended to anyone who would like to go to Russia, definitely. Uh, Because St. Petersburg is a really fantastic city. So it combines, let's say, all charms of the tsar area, tsar period and uh, modern vibes. So you will see both history and present Russia all, uh, all there. And you can fight whatever you wish. Uh, it could be similar to Venice, that's why it's called Northern Venice, by the way, also to, to Germany sometimes, to, to the Netherlands, to, uh, to many other cities around the world. So, since St. Petersburg, I would say it's a different republic, so um, yes, you could see a lot of beauty in it, but it's, the beauty is different from what you see in Russia in other parts of it. Yeah, so that's why for me, St. Petersburg is a really different story, and if you want to see the real country, maybe you should go somewhere else, but other than that, definitely please go and walk along the bank, the river banks. take a coffee in the main square, visit the Hermitage Museum, see the cats there, which are really famous over there, and also... I don't know. Right now, for example, we have white nights, so it means that the sun uh, goes down for maybe twenty minutes. Even though when it's down, you can see everything. Yeah, and it's already really bright, like during the daytime at one or two a.m. Really, so you could go, uh, you could go in the city at night, and you will just see really everything. And uh, uh, the bridges are fantastic. So I'm just, I well, I see myself as just doing a marketing tour for visiting Saint Petersburg. But please, anyway, go there and see it. It's really worth seeing.
1: We didn't have that one yet, but it sounds amazing. I mean, after the pandemic, probably I have to visit Saint Petersburg then, and maybe Mary can show me, right? Mary?
0: Yeah, definitely. You're doing a great job selling it for <laughs> <PR> purposes, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Thank you so much, Yvonne, for taking the time to share your story with us today. And we hope you had fun with this and have a great semester and fun traveling. It was great to have you on the show.
2: Thank you so much. You too. Yeah, I wish you also a fantastic day and the rest of the summer. Thank you.
0: And thank you to all our listeners for supporting the podcast along the way. We've had such a pleasure to see our classmates and get to know them more. And we're really excited to continue to share their stories with all of you.
1: Be sure to check out our next week's 29th episode, where we will be interviewing student Metali Gupta, originally from India. Mitali studied architecture after interning and working as a research architect. She eventually decided to study at the BTU Corpus. So... Be sure to stay tuned for Metali's story and keep updated with the newest episodes. If you're interested in sharing your thoughts and stories, feel free to contact us. You can reach us on Instagram, the World of Heritage, or email. Thanks again for tuning in. Auf Wiedersehen, dos, lindanje, slon, and goodbye.